0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the comfort zone. I am your host, Joe Barksdale. This is a uh, mental health podcast that looks at mental health through the lenses of Arts and entertainment. See, last the last time, I, I usually say music, sports, and comedy, but it's arts and entertainment, so I'm just saying arts and entertainment now, even though I just said music, sports, and comedy. God, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today is another special day because we have back-to-back guests, and they were both college teammates of mine, and I know I don't introduce people. I let people introduce themselves. So I am going to start with the feelings, wheel as usual. Um, oh, and before that, this is not a replacement for therapy. Um, conversations can be therapeutic and so forth, but I'm not a therapist. Uh, I will have therapists on here eventually, but T-Bob is not a therapist. I just introduced the guest. Let me. Okay, this isn't therapy. Oh, today I feel. Today I feel joyful. I am very happy to have this guest on the show, and without further ado um okay I'll give y'all another feeling because I know people are probably like bro are you always happy I am joyful and I am also <sighs> I'm a little hurt okay I'm a little hurt that the Stairmaster abused me the way that it did yesterday so <laughs> there you go so without further ado ladies and gentlemen I would like to introduce T-Bob A-Bear
1: uh yo what's up y'all uh what's up Joe T-Bob A-Bear here there Joe uh I do radio. I guess I should give people like a quick little bio, even though I know mm-hmm. I'm going to try to approach this much more from a just me and you talking. So this will be the only time I do this, but like, uh, I do a radio show, sports talk show in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I think I fall under the arts and entertainment category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also. Um, I don't get to do something like this ever very often, and I didn't quite know what to expect in already the different types of So I'm I'm excited for it. In terms yeah. of how I feel, do I start by choosing from the uh, the main circle here?
0: Yeah, yeah, the main circle, and then just go out till you find something that like, oh, this this fits.
1: So and, I feel and while T-Bob's I do looking feel... at their
0: wheel, we did play yeah, football ahead. together in college. I don't know if I said that already. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah we I
1: played remember. at LSU together. We came in in 2007 together. Um... Joe, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, you came from fucking all the way across the country, uh, coming down to Louisiana like crazy, crazy, crazy. Had to be crazy, but yeah, we got close, Uh, bonding over nerdy stuff. I love telling everyone that our true origin story (laughs) still lies in Harry Potter when I didn't pre-order Deathly Hallows and Joe's big as fuck, and when he is just like, it wasn't Deathly Hallows. I'm
0: such a nerd. I thought it was Deathly
1: Hallows Part Two, wasn't it?
0: I thought it was uh, nah, because first of all, Deadly Hallows Part Two is a movie.
1: My bad, um, movie. No, it was Deadly Hallows. It was the seventh book. What am I it talking? Was? About? It was the seventh book. There, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because Half Blood Prince came out when I was still in high school. I remember. I remember being in high you school at right. like two a.m. I was in my high school room when I finished Half Blood Prince, and I was just like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> like Sanky, I, I'll never forget bitch. where I was. Uh, <laughs> hey, snake, snake. Severus. If you, you guys God.
0: haven't seen it, Potter Puppet Pals on YouTube is what we are referring to. It is fantastic.
1: Hey, um, so that's how you know we've been knowing each other since 2007, because that's some early internet bullshit right there. That's so the true. kids nowadays may not know about them Potter Puppet Pals. Yeah. I'm I'm impressed you still knew the name. I was talking about it with someone this last week, and I remember the name. Bro, but whatever. So artistic. that's how me and John... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going yeah, to
0: Vegas after this to count cards
1: no uh, my um i so I, i've I've uh, actually I've gotten very close with uh every Friday. this is a classic radio guy thing. I have to stand outside of uh, a grocery store for two hours. like I literally mm. just fucking stand there. don't do anything. It's just like, <laughs> hey, like come like talk to me like I got like four minute long spots just like stand there. but my boy who John, who works in the parking lot, He's very autistic, but he's he's got the most fascinating um, kind of fixation ever. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm being offensive because I don't know uh, like technical terms and talk about this stuff. But
0: the only way you like, can offend me is if you call me a dirty n-word. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay, fair, good. I don't think there's much risk of that, so we're good, dude. No, but 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 he he lives 35 years in the past to whatever the day's date is. So like. Today is uh what is it today today April 6th. is April sixth, nineteen eighty seven for him, and he will only consume media that is out at that time. So like the other day, he's like, "Oh, dude, I heard about this movie, Princess Bride," and I was like, trying to you know jump in. I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm so fucking excited for you! See, I want to talk about it." He's like, "Nah, I can't watch till October." Uh, it's just it's it's it, it, it's wild. I've never seen anything like it. Thirty five right? years before today, but it's cool because like. I get to tell him the things that he should be like excited about. And then I've learned all kinds of things that I never would have known of otherwise. Um, nice. It's, it's, yeah, dude. Me, I, You know what I feel like? I feel like I'm on clerks, like Jay and Tom Bob style, because it's just me <laughs> and him every Friday just fucking kicking it, talking about bullshit. Just talking about absolutely. Uh, and this nothing, is in Baton Rouge? But, yeah, it's in Baton Rouge. Okay, okay, okay. So feeling wheel. I am feeling, I am joyful because I'm very, I'm very happy to be here. Um, it's weird. I'm a little, I don't know if sad is quite the right word as I work out over the wheel, maybe more of a fear based thing. Sometimes with my job, man, I go through like yesterday when I left the job, I was like on cloud nine. I felt like the show was great. Fucking awesome. Entertaining, hilarious, blah, blah. And then today, and I'm like, I leave it. And I'm like, ah, that was all right. like. Are they like doing the right thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So do I'm in think, a little bit of a weird headspace there.
0: What's the difference between a day where you feel like things are going fantastic versus like when you leave and you're in a weird headspace?
1: So I think today, probably the main difference is I feel like, I mean, I guess at a base level, I just feel like yesterday's uh, show was uh, better it was like more so entertaining objective yeah i mean well okay so that's where it gets a bit muddied because you know nowadays so we do our show on youtube live and granted we're mainly a radio show right so youtube live isn't like yeah. fully representative of uh whatever but like you know you they, they, that is live viewer feedback numbers right and mm-hmm. so on a day when i feel like the show wasn't as good and then the numbers directly that you see weren't as good it just did um It bums me. And, and, you know, there's other stuff too. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we, my, my, my old co-host, Jordy, who I really love dearly, uh, he ended up getting fired for some bullshit a few while back and he started his own show. And, you know, it's like one of those things where there's always like, there's obviously a natural competitiveness there, competition and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm Um, and yeah, they had, they had like a really big time exclusive and like, it was really, it was really well done and great work right so I think it's like mm. a combination of me feeling show sure wasn't as good not caring as many viewers and feeling like your direct competition outstripped you it just has me feeling a little yeah maybe a little insecure a little angry a little bit
0: yeah no that makes sense I mean I know you <clears throat> I know you don't know this but like the way that you feel right now i felt after every single
1: football game that I've ever played in my life wow like everyone see i used to have the same up and down feeling with like practice and everything we're like some days i'd leave same thing on cloud nine like i fucking balled and i know it's never good never bad all that all that shit but like yeah some days i'd I'd leave and i'd be elated it wasn't everyone for me
0: oh no yeah for me it was especially especially after because you know sometimes especially in the offensive line room you know they have you grade yourself coaches have to meet with me after practice i mean after uh meetings like Is this serious? I'm like, yeah. Like, I I feel like I could have done this better, that better, this better, that better, this better. And they're like, all right, I'm going to let your psychiatrist handle this. Like, (laughs) oh, you're not meeting with a psychiatrist. You need to meet with a psychiatrist. (laughs) Yeah. I've always been hard on myself like that. And I'll say this, because me and Will talked about it a little bit uh, yesterday, talking about coming from homes or coming from backgrounds with not necessarily like, you know, maybe the strongest or the most uh, stable like male figures in your life. Yeah. And I know for a fact like I was looking for a daddy in football. Like I know for a fact. It was I was emotionally like involved in, in, like, the in wrong way. like in coaches
1: or like in the game itself?
0: In whoever. Like in whoever. Because God keeps killing my mentors. I mean it's
1: Damn.
0: it's funny, but I'm serious. Like I I mean, you know about Google, ain't nobody talking to you right now. Sorry. <laughs> 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 But yeah, like I, 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 I stopped myself from doing that like today because not today today, but in today's, you know, time. Like I remember when I met Kobe Bryant the first time and it's like, do not tell this man you're looking for a father. You will creep him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you know who Tony Hinchcliffe
1: is? I recognize the name,
0: He's but I don't, a, I don't
1: know to be honest.
0: He's a big time comedian in Austin. So pretty much, for those of y'all that don't know, I've had like two really big like mentors in my life and both of them are dead. Um, Charleston Fives. I feel like I've talked about, if I haven't, I'll do an episode about that. Um, My high school coach who became my, you know, big brother, dad, father, figure, all those kinds of things. And then I developed a relationship with Kobe Bryant over some years and he became that person and then he died too. So recently um, I do stand up comedy I've come in contact with like Roy Wood Jr., a fantastic comedian. There's another one, Gastor Almonte. And then I recently met Tony Hinchcliffe. I've asked all three of these people to be my mentors and I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I call them almost every day because my mentors keep dying. And I'm so glad I didn't tell any of them that before I asked them to be my mentors.
1: (laughs) Wait, okay, well, I mean, I was... I was gonna ask if it made you like hesitant to want to open those doors again but no wait so that's interesting though what do you what do you mean by when you say mentor like you literally just call them every day and kind of just what just pick their brain
0: not every day but like like with Roy um I sent him like the first comedy show that I thought like I killed you know like oh I feel like I murdered you know Hey, Roy, you know, give me some feedback. For those who don't know, I'm trying to be in the... Uh, I want to win the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor one day. In order to do that, you have to be, you know, a fantastic stand-up comedian, among other things. I told Roy with Jr. this. I said, you know, break it down for me. Well, first of all, and he broke it down for me. But <laughs> I got so much better so faster. You know what I mean? Um,
1: Bro, yeah. if I, I... Go on, go on, yeah.
0: Oh, no, 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 that's it. Like, I, And it's cool because... I will say, I mean, you know, I've done, like I, I did the football and the and I do music and now comedy. Out of everything I've ever done in my life, going back to childhood, I've never felt more comfortable than anyone like I do around comedians. Like, I feel like you could be a comedian.
1: I just, man, I, so I have an, I don't know why I have such a problem with this because it's literally what you did, like what we did every day. During football, but I have like an intense reservation a fear of um of like doing that sort of stuff, of like really objectively looking at my performance and really digging into it and wanting to see where I could get better, right? Like getting actually some of it through osmosis and stuff like that, but like mm-hmm i don't know i don't <clears throat> like i don't go back i've never re-watched my stuff to all stuff in fact sometimes i kind of cringe during it and mm-hmm. like and, and the so you still don't like, like the I, sound of your voice i i actually don't mind the sound of my voice i'm cool with the okay. sound of my voice i finally got there uh okay. i mean fuck dude i did radio long enough where i like finally got there but like that's cool and Shit, some people never ba- get there yeah <laughs> I, I know actually yeah that's true i know a couple of them
0: but it's like i'm still trying to get there
1: wow bro why you got that beautiful fucking baritone you're good (laughs) i I just i don't know man i just i and it's like it's i hate it because it's something that objectively i know would make me better if i just fucking did it but it's hard and and i I, just don't dude well it's hard to so
0: comedians and i read this in kevin hart's biography this is the first time i I didn't know much about stand up comedy besides like who I liked before going into it. But if it wasn't for reading Kevin Hart's book, shout out to Kevin Hart, by the way, I appreciate you for this uh, info. He was talking about how he noticed that like the pro comedians, the ones who were like going places as far as like touring and continuing to grow and all that, they would always like put a tape recorder. Cause you know, back then they didn't have cell phones. They would put it, that's crazy. That's crazy back, you know, but anyway, they would have- That ain't that uh, long ago, dude. True they would put a tape recorder on the stool and they would record themselves and listen back to it. So from my first ever like time on stage, I've been recording myself and I feel like that is the only reason why I'm able to like, listen to it and break it down now. And it's kind of the same with music. Um, I have to, like I record all my practices just like it's football. Like I, rec- I, rec- I just put my phone down and it's funny cause like the players are like, oh, you know, is Joe trying to see who's messing up? And my bass player, his name is Mario. Shout out to Mario. He knows like, nah, Joe's trying to get better. Like that's, that's all I'm worried about. And I think because of that over time, it, it's made me view <clears throat> like these things that you're talking about. I think it's just made me, and, and I think the autism helps with this too. It just helps me view them objectively as opposed to like taking it personally because I don't understand my emotions anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, that's no, I, I, I like, I, I, I should, I need to, I mean, it'd be easy for me. It's just like I could be in the car and all my shit is already recorded. Mm -hmm. Right. But it seems like you have, I mean, but that's, that's the same thing. I feel like that, you know, in part led you to being so successful in the NFL and then being so good at music and then being so good at comedy. Those are things that are all performance based. Those are all very vulnerable things. Uh, where you were putting yourself out there to the world to be judged very intensely. And I guess it's just interesting. It seems like, yeah, you have that kind of drive slash makeup that all the mega successful people seem to have where you, yeah, you're willing to fucking put in the work. I If I'm being completely fucking honest, it's like sometimes, and, and, and maybe this is rationalizing of the fear, but I also wonder, like, do I, I mean, am I really fucking willing to actually put in the work? I don't know. I don't know what
0: is what do you mean by putting in the work?
1: I mean like devote (laughs) the time to actually re-listening to some of my stuff every day right gotcha and 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 really feel that compelling kind of urge that need to get better and better I go in spurts I don't know that I that I feel that consistent. Like today, a day where I'm mad, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. But how many times have I like, said that in my life and then I don't know if I end up, uh, yeah, I don't know if I end up doing it.
0: Shit, you ain't the only one though, man. You know how many times I said I was gonna stop eating candy? <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to stop eating Here's the deal. I'm really gonna try to, I'm okay, I've never, I'm not stopping. I'm kind of like DK, not not like DK Metcalf and like I eat four bags of candy a day, but like I know I'm going to have candy once a week. What the fuck is
1: DK Metcalf's fucking diet though, dude? That
0: makes sense. I mean, if you, if you add it up like from a calorie, cause you think about it, all dieting is, is calories in versus calories out. If you listen to what he says, he eats eats one big meal. So he's probably getting a lot of his proteins and fats there. He's drinking two protein shakes. That's protein. Like, you know, that's pro most people can't get enough protein. And then these four bags of candy are pretty much his source of carbohydrates, not to mention the man's running, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. He Gump. does describe... That's a really good point, actually, that you make, because he also does describe, like, doing the two workouts in the morning, fucking... I guess you could burn off all that sugar. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're working hard enough, yeah. the amount of sugar doesn't matter.
0: But yeah, that's like a lot, I mean, but Howard's like you said, it's a lot of to work.
1: Well, what, what, well, who's Dwight not addicted, addicted to sugar? sugar. Like, no, 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 everybody is. But I mean, like, I think Dwight Howard is eating, like, Three or four thousand calories of sugar a day, or some shit. I maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it was two thousand, but like it was That's like a one of the things that people like whisper about as being maybe why he started to fall off. And he he himself talked about having to like basically quit. No, I mean sugars and everything. Yeah. Sugars sugars everywhere. That battle's been lost. I like fucking ketchup, I like sweet red sauce. Cocaine addicted
0: rats have chosen sugar. Uh, like, yeah. Well. Yeah. <sighs> really
1: yeah no i guess yes. yeah, that makes sense it is more probably yeah yeah
0: yeah cocaine addicted rats which is crazy who's testing this like, like who thought have, like hey let, have, let me get these uh, rats addicted to cocaine
1: can i have can i have both <laughs> can i get the sugar and <laughs> the No, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you gotta be careful careful wow i will fentanyl. say this. that's what i was thinking of the streets are hot with fentanyl right now you the
0: streets are very hot with fentanyl I just finished Euphoria, season two, by the way. I don't know why hard drugs made me think about
1: Euphoria. But uh, uh, have you seen actually, that Actually, I mean, that, that, I have not seen it, but that does jive with everything I've heard about Euphoria, which is either like Zendaya, Sydney, Sweetie, or, or uh, like hardcore drug use in high school.
0: Bro, so I was watching an episode. I think it was, no, it was this, it was this in season two. And Zendaya has this like, episode within the episode not like a tv episode like a depressive psychosis episode where she's like yeah, screaming yeah, things yeah. at people and it was crazy because you were talking earlier about like or we we were we're still in the process of talking you're talking about like listening to yourself and that kind of thing that was the first time I really felt like I saw myself like in in this cause I have, entire episode yeah cuz i have I go into depressive psychosis sometimes and like, I've said some, some wild things to God and the people. Like I go into depressive psychosis episodes and I start egging God on to kill me. I'm like, why haven't you killed me yet? You are supposed to be all powerful, but here I am still sitting here talking shit. But anyway, um,
1: some I mean, of the things bro. you remember
0: and some of them you don't. And it was crazy. I mean, it was wild to see. I'm like, see, this is why I don't talk to anybody when I'm in, in depressive episodes, even though I'm talking to you right now, and I'm in a depressive
1: episode,
0: you're in a depressive but, episode right now. Mm-hmm. I take medicine. I take. I'm on like 500 milligrams of medication right now, bro. This is this is the real episode of euphoria. No, I'm just playing, but I am on 500 milligrams of like psych
1: meds. I mean, you know, dude. I look. I don't. I think I. I don't know really enough to comment on psych meds. I will say that just. Like knowing people in my life, uh, and and you know, until so my my family has some, um, and you know, there there's varying degrees of kind of mental illness in there as well. With some of my close family members, and yeah, for like for some, they have found a dosage and the right medicine, and it works really well and really helps them combat things. And then for others, have seen it go a bit awry, and they had to change it up or switch them up. So. Yeah, man. I mean, it, if if it's if it's working, then hell yeah. I mean, you know, like, what yeah. are, you know, we can't, it's not, it's like, we fucking you fucking wear shoes on our feet, off. don't we?
0: Yeah. But,
1: but, but I, thought, I thought this was interesting from Seth Rogen. His, dude, have you read this Seth Rogen's book that just came mm. out? Your book? It's fucking mm. hilarious, dude. Okay. I laughed like I laughed like seven times reading it. Like, it's like <laughs> legit funny. You would love it. You got to read it. Is
0: this but, like uh, memoirs or.
1: Yeah, it's memoirs. It's him telling funny stories and shit. Okay, but he talks about like you know about smoking weed every day and everything, and he's basically like, "Look, man, uh, we weren't we didn't fucking evolve shoes, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, we gotta like you know like we fucking wear shoes every day because it's an objectively better experience for our feet Mm -hmm. and everything, and it feels better, protects your feet, blah 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 blah, and just like kind of compares. He's like, look, for me, it's basically." What weed is like? Sure, maybe it's not inside me naturally, but for whatever reason, it just makes me navigating this earth easier. easier. Yeah, and so I I feel like sometimes I guess we're just, and I've I've seen this, like I said, talking to, uh, my 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 sister and stuff. At the time is almost like an idea that any medicine like that or something is inherently bad, maybe because it's not like who. We are, or it's not like from us naturally, or something like that. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, not that I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that mindset. Humans, right? just, want I, I, <clears throat> Humans just want a reason
0: I to judge each other. Humans just want to reason to judge each other.
1: But I mean, do you? Do you? Why? Why did you used to hate it taking the marijuana? Medicine? No, oh, why did no, 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 I hate no, no. taking, taking the, medicine? The, yeah, taking. The so medicine. that's the thing.
0: I I I love marijuana. I hate taking medicine because I feel like. <sighs> I know this podcast ain't supposed to be, this interview's not supposed to be about me, but I feel like it dominates my life sometimes. Like my mental health dominates really? my life. Between like, so if you look at just a month, meet with a therapist twice a week. You meeting with a psychiatrist once a month, sometimes twice a month. Sometimes you may have one or two emergency meetings with your therapist. And these are just meetings. We ain't even talking about yeah. like the 500, mil, you know, the Prozac, Wellbutrin, uh, Clonazepam, and all this other kind of shit that I'm taking, you know, like on top of the vitamins and stuff I take every morning. But you feel yeah. like, you know, I, I mean, I, I've had times where I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm not taking my medicine. I'm going off my meds, and I've been through withdrawals, and that sucks. So it's like I, you just you just feel like I didn't ask to have to take a pill or a bunch of pills every day for the rest of my life. I didn't ask to live this way. And you know, people are always like, well, you know, we we have to make the best with what we have and I ain't gonna lie like uh, fundamentally I don't agree with that I feel feel like the world is a bad place and if people decide like that they don't want to be on it anymore it's understandable we can't sit here and talk about how fucked up the world is and then so surprised when someone kills themselves that's all I'm saying
1: that makes sense but do you think uh or it's not really a bud thing because that does make sense and look man I don't know that I fault anyone does having uh Family change that. I know that's an intense question. No, but like I know for me, as we're talking, like whenever I get like, like probably like today on day like today, where I'm you know feeling kind of pissed off or shitty or whatever, like the thing that I will do to try to kind of rescue myself will be to like go hang out with my kids and take care of them and just ignore everything else and just kind of like almost use them in a way to be like an outlet.
0: So I argue. You- You ever been to a funeral? Mm hmm. You know how you feel like, like it's like someone you really care about and you like hurt?
1: So, to an extent, that is one of my greatest fears and something where I'm another just a little spoiled bitch in is that I've not had a major, major loss. Like when you were talking about the death of your mentors, I've been to Mm -hmm. funerals that have made me sad and I've lost good friends, but never. Never, not, not not the most major, but yes, I I do know to whatever extent I know it. Yeah, I know like. So you know that, that funeral feel sadness.
0: You know. That's yeah. how I feel when I wake up every morning. Like that's that's zero for me. Um. So, I mean, I do what I can, you know. Uh And honestly, that's one of the reasons I'm so honest about it too. Because honestly, that's one of the reasons I'm so honest. But because I know I'm not like the only one, and. I don't know. You know, I'm a big believer. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody to do some shit I'm not doing. Yeah. I can't tell you to go get therapy if I'm not going to therapy. I can't tell you to try medicine if I'm not trying medicine. I can't tell you to work out, you know. Like, I have a I have a system in place and it seems to work. Um, bro, but I'll tell you what. Comedy? Like, being on stage and like, you know, interacting with the people in that way and people like laughing at the jokes and us making a connection. It's like the only time that and performing music are like the only times I actually feel like understood by people. And I think that's why I love them both so much because they've always been used as shields for my emotions. That's why I'm so funny, like because I don't want people to know my emotions. Yeah. You know, um, I
1: mean, is that like, I don't know the science behind it. Is that like a proven connection? Because I feel like a lot of comedians have it's you know the old two sides of the same coin thing where you feel like there's you know like a robin williams right mm-hmm. obviously robin williams is somebody who battled demons his entire life and is yet one of the funniest human beings that like ever existed i don't know i just wonder what that what that little connective tissue is in a way it's a dark fucking joke in and of itself right yeah, is it that is. like god saying that the funniest people are the saddest it's I mean, so the funniest people
0: up. are the saddest, but at the same time, I wouldn't look at it as fucked up as much as I would look at it as, like, suffering is the only way you're going to be great. You look at anybody who's done anything, like Dwayne The Rock, Johnson, Drake. I'll just name a couple of my heroes. Dwayne Johnson, Drake, Kanye, uh, Kobe, obviously. Um, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle. I mean, they've been through some shit. And Dave Chappelle's, like a lot of his shit came in the middle of his career, which at the time what he thought was the height of his career. But even if, you know what, forget about the rest of those cats. Do you know how I started playing football? No. I was a STEM kid growing up, like science, technology, engineering, and math. I was a dog. Like I had, I already had uh, like full ride scholarships to like University of Michigan and stuff for engineering. I was at this engineering camp over the summer. Um, I thought this kid was playing around. He was not playing around in class. I ended up getting kicked out. That was the worst day of my life because that's what I had worked all the way up to until I was like 14, like working my way up in this engineering program to Damn. be one of the best students. And You know, so like in my mind, like my life was over and my parents made me feel that way too. And I, to stay out the house and to stay out of trouble, I was like, I guess I'll join football to try to get in shape. But that's how I started playing football.
1: Wow, so, I, I mean, I dude. think,
0: yeah, like I, I, and I remind myself of that. That's what keeps me going. Like I whenever, like I'm like super, super low, I mean that and just sitting still are what keep me going. Um, I just think about that. <laughs> like I thought. That's
1: a funny line. Sitting <laughs> still is what keeps me going. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts are
0: being made. Merch.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been a big ass uh, fucking engineer, dude. That's true. <laughs> but that's
0: yeah that's the that's the thing like I I mean and you know I know people wouldn't know that or whatever but even every time even now like I talk about football there's still like a 14 year old inside of me that hurts because I still remember the pain of getting kicked out of that program with my parents making me feel like I stole Jesus piece of chicken at the su- last supper like just make you feel terrible you know
1: yeah I mean that's did you ever want to revisit it and like engineering always. or anything like that in college? Always.
0: I used to always be in the NFL. Like, man, I should have, I wonder what would have happened if I had stayed with the engineering thing. I wonder what would have happened. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, it doesn't matter. I ain't going to, I'm not going to school now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Never, I mean, if i am be honest
0: ever. with you, like, I mean, you think about, I left my job in football to be available to do music shows and then COVID happened. <laughs> You know how pissed off I was at myself? Like, you fucking idiot. You walked away. You could still be playing football with this music schedule. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I do know yeah, from yeah. the past that one day I will be like, oh, I'm so glad I stopped when I did. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just know yes. that day's not today.
1: Yes, dude. Yes. And, yeah. I mean, you you did. uh You fucking, I mean, bro, you fucking made it in football. I mean, at least, you know, from, like. I don't know what you think about it, but I am not my proud of my career like, at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's like I feel you, like a fraud when you.
0: people say like NFL star, and I'm like, I wasn't a star.
1: Nah, I, a I'm not sure. bro. You got multiple contracts, which is the to me is always been. Bro, I mean, but but but, but this people the thing, with right? two all, cell phones have
0: multiple contracts. No, it's all,
1: and <laughs> that's impressive as well. If somebody <laughs> has two cell phones, I'm like, look at this fucking guy. He's got a lot of business going on. Like, holy
0: shit. Either that or he's got, you know what it was? We were yeah, he's either a
1: piece of shit or he's got a lot of business. And it could be both. It's probably both.
0: Nah, it's the third one. You got a toxic-ass family that they don't need your phone number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, see, I used no, to have I... panic attacks when I would see my mom calling my phone. Like, legitimate panic. Like, I would get sad. Like, noticeably sad. I feel like we've been around each other. This back in college. Yeah. Like, you've been like, Joe, what happened? Like, I'm all right, bro. I'm fine. Can you pass me that knife? No, i will just <laughs> did
1: you, uh did you, did you put like a different ringtone for your mom or was it a full, you had a full phone just for your, uh, so just back for your then, family?
0: So back then I didn't realize how bad of like a toxic family situation I was in. today, today, like the only people in my life from my family tree are like my aunt Gaga and my brother Dalton. And even then that's like at a distance because they both live in different states for me um yeah. but yeah like I uh you remember when that uh article came out where I came out about my mental health in the LA Times yeah I, I cut my parent, I cut the, my family off like that week yeah because I was just I thought I mean, about all the things that made me miserable and I'm like y'all make me miserable and people will always say like you know blood is thicker than water which is true but the real quote is, "The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb." The family you choose is more important than the family you were
1: born oh, into. Oh wow, wow! Is that the actual? I never knew that mm-hmm. about that being the real, the real quote. I mean, that's a that 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 that's another one there. That yeah, I don't know. That's that's a obviously separating like the idea of like the nuclear family from what we should or shouldn't do yeah you're working against like thousands of years of evolution but yeah absolutely like objectively yeah. like that's another situation where it's almost like you reviewed the tape and you're like objectively here's where uh here's where i've arrived
0: yep uh, and objectively y'all are bad for me like it is what it is i'm not angry like i'm not like, probably I'm a lot like, of like, oh, people that need okay. to hear that dude Oh, for sure. I mean, you talking about? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet, but like, I was getting, I started getting my lesson around three, like three years old, and I did not trust my parents enough to say anything.
1: Who, Honestly, who, 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 it felt who was, fantastic. Who was doing this?
0: It was this like, girl did your parents at know? Uh, daycare. No, no, I, I didn't trust them enough to tell them. It was a girl at
1: oh, daycare. Oh fuck! Holy shit, dude! That oh, is what it is. Yeah, man. It uh, well, okay. I don't. So to go back to the NFL thing, Mm -hmm. the deal is is like anything else. And I don't even know there's any value in talking about this because there's no way to make somebody realize this, right? But like, no, there's not. (laughs) Yeah, like it's all relative, right? Because like to me, you made it, and to you, somebody else made it, and. I'm sure there's people in the radio business who feel like, oh, you know, deal. If you got, yeah, like you, that's what I want to do. You're like you made it, and yet I feel like, again, like you, I'm like, I whatever, dude. I, I have, I'm, I'm not. You know, I've been stuck here. I'm not. I'm not making it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you battle that? I guess at that point, what it just comes. I maybe, I don't know. Keep going. I'm. I'm trying Make to think sure you like about what you're how. Doing and yeah. keep
0: going. Like that's. Because, yeah, like, I mean, even with football, like you said, like, I would think someone else made it. Like, nah, I just don't think I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't speak for anybody else on anybody else's career, but I know I had goals that I set, and a lot of them were, like, outside of my control, but I didn't reach them. You know what I mean? Um, But when I look at, like...
1: Yeah, I didn't reach mine. I haven't reached mine.
0: But when I look at, like long-term consistency beats short-term intensity that's another thing you hear about great people with these stories like it wasn't like overnight but they were consistent with it and I think that that's something that we like take for granted but you know consistency is key I asked my wife that sucks dude fucking short-term
1: short-term intensity fucking defines me it's like what Man. I do. I get like super into something for an indeterminable amount of time, and then I like drop it. Well, that's and not some true. Subsist- you still into Harry subs-
0: Potter and Game of Thrones, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Like you know, I still have like my like you no, know, like I, I guess I mean from like uh, like a hobby standpoint or a game standpoint. Like I still have um, you know core IP and stuff that I guess I'm into. Right, like I do still love Star Wars. And everything else but oh
0: speaking of that we're going to the uh, house in this weekend
1: you're going dude oh my god
0: dude we i thought we were going to be able to go
1: the first week it was open and we were missed it by week I'm very upset ah
0: you're, you're I'm leaving tomorrow lie, i wouldn't have wanted i wouldn't have wanted to go the first week yeah, yeah we leave tomorrow i got my itinerary <sighs> and everything
1: <laughs> okay dude. I'm so you, hyped.
0: Gotta, <laughs> dude, you gotta <laughs> I'm so hyped.
1: know how it goes
0: yeah i'm but gonna no, definitely think, take a bunch of that- photos
1: I think that the uh, the short-term intensity thing, I mean, my wife knows better than anyone. It just, she sees me. I just I go through hobbies, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's sick. Like, I've played chess now for like a year and a half. I love it. Uh, but even mm-hmm. that, it, it kind of waxes and wanes. But like, I need to be better about long-term consistency because I'll go through creative bursts where I'll be like, ooh, I'm actually doing my work. Like, I know how I need to be doing it. I'm even creating some stuff that I'm actually like pleased with creating. And then it'll just die for a while and then it might come back and then it'll die for a while. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just, I I think I need to be more consistent in that regard. I will say this, the one thing I've kind of been consistent with is ever since I started intermittent fasting and I started kind of doing a five, honestly the Peloton that's like, been one of the few things for the last couple Mm -hmm. of years that i've been like not not the the fast things like seven or eight months now i think but like you know i've actually stuck with it and i feel great right like my life has Mm -hmm. improved dramatically because of that consistency so again here i have a fucking clear objective life lesson telling me this is the right thing to do it's just you know not doing myself to do it
0: I will say that breaks, days off are definitely a part of consistency. I don't know anybody that goes seven days a week 24 7 and doesn't burn out eventually. So that's yeah. part of it too. I think that's something that, especially in, you know, we're coming from sports where, if, you know, if you're sitting down, you're lazy. You you know, yeah, like resting dude, was bad. I think,
1: oh my God, like the guilt over, like, I should not be sitting here. But you shouldn't feel guilty right for now.
0: recovering. Yeah. Like you shouldn't yeah, feel guilty yeah, for yeah. recovering and giving yourself a break. Cause I think, Honestly, I think that's the key to my consistency. Like, I force myself to take a day off where, like, and that's one of the reasons I have a work phone now. Like, the work phone does not leave the office, which is, you know, this mm-hmm. office. Um, well, you you people can't see this office who are listening to this because this is an audio podcast. But journey with me, if you will, into a lonely room of blue and lightsaber. And that's what my office looks like.
1: Uh- <laughs> well, dude, I bet you that shit looks so tight when they're all lit up. Yeah, it does. Uh, Look, <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
0: like, I'm not even gonna lie, it does. Speaking of that, we're building lightsabers. We got lightsaber training. We're building droids. We're going on a okay, uh, yeah. smugglers' so, run.
1: So yeah, we just uh, we just got back from Disney with the kids again. Oh, these kids staying home. No. no, no, I know, I know. So that's the idea. No, I mean, that's what we, when we thought we were going to tell me and Kayla we're going to do the same thing. Like, we weren't yeah, going. Yeah, right, because it's not, from, kids it's not for kids that young. No, fuck that. It was going to be us, too. It's like when we first went to Galaxy's Edge. It was just us, too. Uh, yeah. See, this is how much of a die.
0: lame I am, guys. My first time at Galaxy's Edge, I went alone.
1: Hell yeah,
0: dude. like, who are you here dude. with? Myself.
1: <clears throat> that's the way to do it, dude. Single rider lines. That's fucking what's up.
0: I didn't In even year. get any rides. You know I'm afraid of people. I was there for like, uh, I built a lightsaber. Yeah. I cried when it lit up.
1: I cried during <laughs> Sammy's <Saturday's laughs> workshop too, dude. I'm not no, going to lie. T- I was just about to say. I already
0: it, told yeah. Brianna, I was like, if I cry, like just know, like it's, it happened I once and it'll too. probably happen again.
1: It's, you know, it's really John Williams' fault, dude. It's a swelling It's the, music. the force theme. Yes, bro. It's all <laughs> it's fucking John sw- Williams' fault. <laughs> I, 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 It I is such an it. emotional I experience. I know, dude. It's got like, his fucking music just puts some sort of nostalgic, like it's like setting the hook when you're fishing. He just fucking hooked me when I was like a little kid and it just never let go.
0: And it's bad. It's like when that music comes on and they light that lightsaber up, they could probably run up to you like, hey, we need another $50. Here you go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Shit, hey, we need this- to run that card <laughs>
0: again. You got it. You got it. Take whatever you
1: need. Hey, look, man. Look, man. I formed some amazing core memories with my girls on this Disney trip, like at the Epcot light show, I literally had to put on my sunglasses because I was just openly weeping with my uh-huh. daughter on my shoulders. Like it was, it was, it was awesome. But the mouse always wins. Let's be clear, okay? <laughs> you know that comes at a price. <laughs> like the mouse, <laughs> like, Mickey, Mickey is going get his. And that just is what it is, but you know what? You're gonna have a good time. Along Disneyland the way, is so like a, a
0: Disneyland. A Dis, Disney is like a pleasant robbery. Like,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> wow, exactly, this
0: yeah. is yeah. Take Thank my money, so please. Much. That
1: was fucking, yeah, that Thank was you. Great. Nice. Do it that was, again. A, that was a great I young man. Do it again.
0: Yeah, like you I'd love to get money. robbed by him again. Let me go make some more money.
1: <laughs> no, uh, okay, but I was gonna say. So we were at. Uh, so we did rise resistance, and I actually did go solo that morning to make sure I got on alone. But then I got the family <laughs> later. And uh, my have you have you, oh, have, done have, the same you thing. have you dude, have you ridden it yet? Have, I have told you, have myself you I was it yet? Uh, uh, rise resistance.
0: No, no, no. I haven't been. I'm going with Brianna this weekend.
1: Okay, 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 okay. okay. I'm not gonna spoil anything though just know that my four-year-old daughter thought it was completely real and it was uh, oh man. <laughs> it was it was amazing it was amazing But yeah then it was so nice see this is what this is honestly though with all my kind of anxieties and fears and all of that what I do and I don't mm-hmm. know if this is unhealthy um I don't think it is though but I I really lean into my kids, honestly, right? Like I always get shit for not like texting back or, or being out of pocket, like in the afternoons and stuff and all this kind of stuff, emails and all stuff. And like, to me, like, so my wife's talking, so when I get on my morning show, I go home and then eventually I get the kids from school most days. And then I'm just chilling with them. Mm. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I try, I, I I fucking just throw my phone to the side and, and ignore all that. And I just try to really be there with them and hanging out with them. And and I think where it maybe becomes a bit of a defense mechanism is I, I kind of do this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm not as successful as I want to be, right? From an mm. accolade standpoint, I'm definitely not as successful as I want to be from a financial standpoint. Mm. Um, but I'm offsetting that by being a good father that's there for them and that means more than the other thing because you know there's times where like and then then i also have this internal dialogue where i think i sometimes tell myself like well you know i mean if you didn't spend so much time with them or doing that like you could do what you wanted to do here you could work on writing that thing or blah 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 and it's like i don't know if it's true or if i'm just telling myself that but yeah i don't know I don't know, and we're just talking, I'm just kind of thinking, and yeah I, I just I don't know I do that
0: no, we we'll talked about that uh, yesterday, actually, and I do the same thing, like especially you know when I'm out with the kids and stuff like that, yeah i I, I give the kids their time. I will say like in terms of a life, like I don't really have a life. Because, like, the time that people would spend, like, being social and doing those kind of things, that's the time I spend, like, creating and, you know, working and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's easy for me because I don't have a social life. And
1: you know I'm, like, I don't like people, so. <laughs> See, that is that is one thing that I have genuinely realized by myself is I do um, – I like people. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong I with I like that. people. No, no, I know. I know. I just – I think I think for the longest time – it's like yeah sure no one likes small talk and shit right and no one likes awkward conversation and there's always social but but i've realized in my life that every time like i always dread the before and i'm like i don't want to do this i don't want to go here i don't want to do this and then i go and it ends up being great and i almost oh, always really just enjoy an myself yeah yeah, there's no yeah
0: I, I guess be so. before you go somewhere
1: yeah i like uh i like people and i fucking love uh partying there you go and drugs, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, responsibly kind of Ephoria, done season three. as an adult. Joe Barksdale still t
0: TNA. I ain't gonna lie to you. I did a lot of drugs in college, like, and I thought I was cool because I wasn't smoking weed. Meanwhile, I'm doing like codeine and taking Percocets, <laughs> <laughs> and Adderall. But I'm not
1: smoking any reefer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Come on. Like, what the fucking disconnect between how weed was treated? We were. It's just. It's. It's. You know it's what the releases are? It is changing. One of my favorite nights of the last year was after your stand up show. When Oh yeah, guys, for those of y'all that don't know, I did a
0: show and T Bob and Will came to the show.
1: Yeah, and we're all chilling in the parking lot and the vape was rolling and everybody was cracking jokes and drinking. My wife was so fucked up, dude. I mean, Kaylin, oh my god, dude, I thought she cracked her head open.
0: If i am be honest with you, everywhere
1: did. on the ride home.
0: I got similarly drunk last night at a Joe Rogan show, so. Oh, nice, dude. I (laughs) drank like four double margaritas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey. okay. so that's the thing, though. That's what I was kind of saying. I know sometimes they feel shitty or whatever. It sucks. But yeah, man, I I genuinely just love partying. I went on a, so. uh,
0: I mean, you should party. You work really hard. That's (laughs) part of the rest.
1: It's like I got some great news on Friday that are or on April Fool's Day, right? That our family might be getting a little bigger. And it was the same day that we oh, were congrats. supposed to go to thank you, man. It's a little you know, that's why I'm being like weird about it. But it's good. I mean, we're not worried about it. It's just, you know, it's early or whatever. I know how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah. But well,
0: hey, she missed a period, y'all. About to be a dad. Uh-huh. Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, trust me, I'm about to fucking snip this shit. As soon as the baby comes out, I'm gonna be like next to her like doctor yeah I'm like doctor cut my balls immediately do it um uh so then but you know now I'm about to start to get to I'm about to start to get finishing inside so that's always nice but hold on I'm getting distracted so the point is um is that I get this news on Friday and I'm in New Orleans I've got a full like work week that's been or worry weekend it's a work weekend where it's kind of like a basically a giant charitable party it's like a music food festival but it's got a bunch Mm -hmm. of people i kind of want to network with and all this stuff and so when i got the news i was absolutely euphoric like Mm -hmm. just like on cloud nine i was genuinely really really i was actually kind of surprised because it's something that caused me a bit of anxiety uh like the Mm -hmm. idea of maybe having another kid but i was just euphoric and my response was to go on a 41 hour bender at this music and food festival where I just didn't sleep for 41 hours straight and just partied my face off. And I just kept telling everybody, like, I'm so excited. I had a new camera. That's but, yeah, so I, I guess y'all. I don't know. I genuinely love to, it. If
0: you see me in Florida this weekend, don't judge me. What happens in okay. Disney World stays in Disney World.
1: Okay, bro. So, you know what the most fun thing to do is, if you want some drinks, is at the end of the day, uh, just hop on over to Epcot, bro. And just oh, I don't walk think you understand all, this housing walk through all thing. the different countries.
0: There, there's no time. Like, there's oh, oh, the, oh the you're the house, I forgot you're
1: doing the housing. You're right. you are going to have drinks on there. They'll have drinks on there, I'm sure. But it's
0: like from 7 to 11. I'm like, is this a football camp
1: schedule? Like everything <laughs> is packed.
0: Like dinner's not till 8.30. I'm like, is this the league?
1: <laughs> hey, fellas. Look, I got you out. here.
0: So it's funny because I used to take that like as an insult to my intelligence, and then I got to learn my teammates, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's everyone else that's stupid." <laughs> okay, because like we would, uh, they would legitimately give us what he what T-Bob's impersonating. We had a coach, so we would have a schedule when we would uh, travel as a team and they would give us all the copy of the schedule. And then right after giving us the copy of the schedule, they would have a coach, Sam Nader usually, in the middle of the room reading the schedule aloud so that people would know what was coming up next. And I used to think like, how retarded
1: do they think we are?
0: <laughs> and then I started meeting more teammates and I'm like-
1: <laughs> And then you met Jai Eugene. Like, Shit. Like, oh, and then I got diagnosed with <laughs> autism
0: and realized I'm also retarded. <laughs> <laughs> socially anyway (laughs) i am socially retarded that's not a joke that i am like so like when i met tony my first question was like so tony you know i was smoking so tony (sighs) what happened to you (laughs) like just
1: i don't like small talk (laughs) no sorry my
0: first question was do you believe in god second question was what happened to you
1: yeah uh i i I think Hmm,
0: which one's more hey, bro, intense, bro? I think you need to mind your fucking business. That's I think I was gonna
1: say, I think what happened to you is way more intense. Like, do you believe a God? Is like an, an objectively absurd opening question to someone, but it's also some like kind of safe middle ground. What happened to you is like, hey, well, bro, I mean, you know, I mean, if I you're a comedian,
0: let's be honest, if you, you, you don't, I don't know one comedian that grew up perfectly and,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, you
1: know what I mean? No, it's like I mean, they say, it's you like, get
0: funny or die. On the inside, not like, you know.
1: It's like, it's like we, uh, yes, comedy as a coping slash defense mechanism, I think is, um, I'm sure a common origin point for many, many, uh, comedians. I mean, to some level, dude, you know, I just always worked my way into being the funny fat kid, right? Like, if you're going to be fat, you got to be. That's really, I was.
0: I took more of the Tony Hinchcliffe Dave Chappelle route. Oh, you got jokes? I got jokes too. That's why your mother's dead. Okay, maybe not that bad. But you know, that's why your grandma's got cancer. You're ugly. She'd rather die than look at your ugly ass. Jesus, Joe. I just sorry. You said you had big I,
1: feet. <laughs> Joe,
0: I asked for the time. Like I
1: just made fun of your glasses. I'm sorry, man. I just, I didn't mean for it to I'm sorry. <laughs> you really mean that about my grandma too? <laughs> <laughs> all in text. Like all on iPhone. <laughs> and he just Oh, it
0: looks like Joe's typing red. Oh damn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yo, I, uh, I,
0: thank you so much for coming on the show, Bob. This has been fantastic. We definitely gotta have you back.
1: Oh man, I I think this is very I know you said it wasn't therapy, but I think this was therapeutic for me in ways. And I definitely talked about some shit that I never talked about, which I guess always feels good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, what was it? What was the consistency line again?
0: Short term. I mean, long-term Sustained. consistency, long-term, long-term consistency, consistency beats short-term intensity.
1: I'm going to try to apply that. So there maybe next time when we talk, I'll see if, uh, see if i've gotten anywhere in that regard
0: hey man you know like i always say the longest journey takes starts with one step okay i don't always say that okay but that's real shit though
1: that's real shit though dude because i because i could definitely i I, everybody's running that and i've run into that too where it's like you're overwhelmed by where you think you need to be and mm -hmm. so you don't even want to take the first step because like how can i possibly fucking get there
0: Mm -hmm. and you know how you get there by taking that first step
1: yeah Hell yeah, Joe. Thank you, man.
0: Hey, no problem. It's been my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Comfort Zone. We really appreciate you guys for checking us out. We will be back with another one soon. And uh, in the words of Marvel, you know, T-Bob, we'll return. <laughs> 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 Thanks for those oh. uh, in-credit scenes, Marvel. Oh, they'll be back. Of course they'll be back. So yeah, I mean,
1: fuck, dude. After Spider-Man No Way Home, they just straight up gave us a trailer. The True. entire multiverse of madness trailer, what's i This kind
0: of they're they're creating their own religion, and it's going to be scary.
1: Well, you know what it is to me. I, I'm not scared of it, and and I, know, I think we might have talked about this before. I'm not sure. These these modern Marvel movies are when well, granted, I guess this was a religion to your point, but they're roughly equi- equivalent to me of like ancient mythology, right? Yeah, Like there's a bunch of different interpretations and stories told about Zeus or maybe the same stories told in slightly different ways. And Mm -hmm. if you read about like old like Greek temples and stuff and how they weren't these white, austere, uh, colorless things, that is a very Victorian, you know, Mm -hmm. the English taking everybody's artifacts. Like they made us believe that like they used to be fully painted and covered in like, you know, leather brought. So basically what I'm getting at is, they were these hugely expensive, multimedia, um, uh, easy-to-understand stories that mm-hmm. are told in these temples. Like, if you look around the frieze, and everything, right? They're like, stories. And so, like, on festival days when the common people walk by, you'd almost be, like, treated to a movie. So, in my opinion, all these superheroes are nowadays. They're just our modern-day mythological heroes. And these movies are just those temples. So, I, I I guess I take comfort in that I feel like it's something that – has you know kind of been ingrained in us in humans for a long time the enjoyment of kind of the and definitely there's more cynical ways to look at it for sure but like the enjoyment of these very um samey stories because i mean Mm -hmm. it's fucking say the good guy's gonna win it's like you wanted me to be upset when Thanos snapped half the people in the fucking world we're talking about they're gonna be back next movie true
0: and i've read comic books my whole life most of these movies, if if they were real, the villain would like Voldemort. There's not even a anyway.
1: Yeah, thank so a you so much for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, You're right. You're right. About that. Okay, Voldemort
0: would have killed us all.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a two hour v- video on Harry Potter. This critique guy, that's kind of philosopher, Sean.
0: Okay. It's incredible. Yeah, I watch on the way to Disney.
1: Uh, what the fuck though is the entire house elf subplot line? which is just a justification (laughs) of slavery. (laughs) Where, like, and and this is not the point of the whole video, but it's what stuck with me. I went and reread the passages and like her mind.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.